At the age of 26, my business was half a million dollars in debt. As an entrepreneur, you get pushed around. The question I faced was, how would I crawl out from underneath the debt and grow my business? The exciting part is, I have a multi-million dollar business now. But the truth is, there is no perfect entrepreneur. Join me and follow along as I share with you the mindset and business strategies needed to grow any company. My name is Oliver Fernandez. Welcome to the Imperfect Entrepreneur. How are you? This is Oliver Fernandez with The Imperfect Entrepreneur. And today we're gonna discuss why it is so important to build a team and why it is so important to stay committed to building the team even when you're gonna go through challenges. So this past weekend we had our Christmas party for McKenzie and it was awesome. We had so many great people there, so many people that have inspired us, so many people that we've done business with, so many people that we really care about. And it was such an awesome time. And uh, our kids, stayed back home with our uh with our with their with their babysitter that cares with for them and i'm so grateful for her too because she's been such a big part of all of our success she's taken care of our kids kept them extremely engaged and happy even though their parents both myself and my wife are are full-time entrepreneurs i mean we work like six seven days a week and we're all in and and it's not it's not easy but we we built the team around us to make make it all happen so this past week, it became so apparent to me why it is so important to build a team. I went to bed Tuesday, Monday night, and I felt kind of a little off, and I didn't really know what was going on, but I was just like, you know, all over, you, you know, you know, just go to sleep, wake up, you do this all the time, you'll feel better. Um, so I went to sleep, I woke up, and I felt like absolute crap. And for me, I'm the type of guy that like pushes through anything and everything. I was just telling one of my team members, I don't get sick, you know. So like for for me to for me to have a headache and a and a body ache and a stomach ache that like has me like groggy in the morning and like not really going, because uh, normally after I sleep, I just like a reset button and I'm just ready to roll. But I would just felt so off and I was just so slow and then. I, I wanted to keep the rhythm and the routine so bad. So I was like, babe, I'm going to, I'll just, I, we helped get, I helped get the kids ready and I did my normal routine to get them to school. And then literally right after we dropped off our daughter, I'd start, that's when it all fell apart. And I was like puking in the car. Luckily we had a bag, but uh, it was just, uh, it was a mess. And then the rest of that day was a wash. And then the next day after that was a wash. And I was, I was thinking about it. And I'm like, oh my God, man. I'm so grateful for the team because I've 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 always been a person that like pushed through things and like always was there and was always present. But like this was the one moment, it was a humbling experience where I was like out, like cold. Like I couldn't even look at my my phone because it was giving me headaches. So like having the team there that was continuing to put out proposals, continuing to respond to active projects, continuing to uh, handle all invoices and all the finance stuff that needs to get done at McKinsey. It was, it was, it was a humbling experience, but it was like a grateful experience as well to know that the team has got it, you know, and, and we're building 
high performer or there's there's high performers in the organization that can handle and 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 handle and 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 work through all of all of the challenges in the organization and and that's like for me is like such a rewarding feeling because I just remember the days where it was just me you know it was just me putting out proposals right it was just me executing on the operation side and then we had I had a, I had I had my partner as well that was operating on the operational side and it was just me on the on the finance side but like when I, if, if I were to get sick then the, the whole business basically shuts down you know so now we're in a situation where yes Oliver was out but the other starting five was moving forward right and then there was there was one department of the organization where we had a nut, we had they were dealing with some some other family challenges. There's a there was a near death in the family, and that situation brought to my attention that like yes we got a starting five now, and it's important to build up the team and we we have built up the team, but if 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 one of those people are down or they have to handle a family situation, which is why. I, I, I love being an entrepreneur and I love being the coach in, in, in the forefront because I, I want my team members to be able to go and, and handle family situations. That, that's like one of the reasons why I actually became an entrepreneur is so that I didn't always have to be so worried about losing my job when, when, when a family situation came up. So like when that family situation came up for my, for my team member, I want them to be there. But it was a reminder for me that yes, we now have a starting five, but we got to get deep. We got to start building teams underneath our teams. And as we start building teams underneath our teams, okay, that person's out and Oliver's sick. Then like, we still got people building underneath them for during that period of time. And we're, we're continuing to, you know, get our brand out there, continue to get our message out there, continue to get our products out there. And that's, that's something as, a, as, 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 as the owner, I need to take ownership for, and we need to continue to build out the rest of the team underneath the starting five. But having the starting five is crucial. Like you gotta get to that point first. And like when bringing on the starting five, I, you know, when I was doing the estimating, right? I had to prove out what was successful and like what actually worked, what, the, what are the things we're gonna focus on? So that when I added people to it, the other high performers to it, we weren't just doing a bunch of random stuff, wasting a bunch of money, right? No, we're going to have those new high performers come on and execute on the proven strategies that have already gotten the business to where it was at. And now we can duplicate it more times, right? Instead of me only sending out one or two proposals, now let's send out 20 a month, right? Or 20 a week. And, 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 and that, that, that process alone, that duplication process is, is what is allowing us to scale. What is, what, what is allowing us to move the business forward in a way that honestly, I didn't see possible when it was just me in the office and doing doing all of these things, right? And the same thing is true for operations. It's like operations is is such a and and now as we've been building out the team even more and looking and, and understanding how the next area of of, of the business we want to bring in new people. For me, I'm like operations is 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 the part where the the need is the highest, but it's also the part where if you don't do the incremental details and or if the person is not dialed into the incremental details of how to get the successful result, like a job can go from profitable to unprofitable extremely quick, quickly. A, go a job can go from making 300,000 to losing 500,000 like that. 
So, so for me, operations is like, is, is, is a part of the organization. And, and when I say operations, I mean like, you know, going out on the field, executing for, you know, for a lot of the government projects that we need to do, we need to go and do badging. We got to have to, we have to do submittals. You know, we need to make sure we have our subcontractors in place. And, and, and if our, if those, if that team and that superintendent is in place and if that team isn't, isn't, isn't strong and, and if they're not performing at a high level, for example, subcontractor um, is supposed to install fence posts and they're supposed to drill the holes into the fence post. And instead what they do is they blow a torch to the fence post. Now all of a sudden we have to rip out all the fence posts. That is a job that should have been profitable and now it's, now we have a massive problem. Because now not only is it, not only did we have to pay to get the work in, now we have to pay to tear it out and then put it back in. So operations and making sure that team that's in the field is fully paying attention and, and is fully understanding of what needs to be executed in the field is extremely important. So, so as we're continuing to bring on new team members, I, I'm of the thought process that I wanna bring team members on and place them under the estimating side of the business first. And the reason why I want them on the, under the estimating side of the business first is because a lot of this stuff from estimating comes to getting our brand out there. We have to, you know, it goes right back to the book, sell or be sold, right? Right back to my, my, my Uncle G's book, sell or be sold. Like, we get, we're, we're going after $100 million in contracts. That doesn't mean we're gonna sell perform 100 million. That means we're gonna go get those contracts and then we're gonna build the team and we have to sell other people to join our team like most subcontractors they got other things going on so they're focused on their projects or they're either focused on another contractor's projects so we have to sell them on why it is important for them to focus on our projects one of the reasons what why would be important to focus on our projects is that we'll pay you within 14 days of finishing the finishing your work and that it's and once it's approved like most people or your drag, your you know, most big, large GCs, you know, you submit an invoice once a month and then you get paid if, if you're lucky in 30 days. But here you finish your work for that week or that period of time and, and if it was approved, we're paying you within two weeks. That, that's unheard of. So that, those are the things that we have to go out and, and, and sell to our, our subcontractor base, our team, basically building out our team when we're, when we're going after these new projects. So when we're bringing on new, new team members, I want them to be under that estimating side, right? Because now they're, they're calling, they're, they're digging into the scope of work from the beginning, right? They're, they're, they're making sure they get coverage for us, right? Like we always want to get three, three proposals, right? So like, even if that, and, and if we, we can figure out really quickly whether or not that person has what it takes or doesn't have what it takes. I'd rather figure out they don't have what it takes when they don't get the three proposals for an estimate versus figuring out they don't have what it takes when you know there's communication with subcontractors and our superintendents and now all of a sudden we've installed stuff incorrectly in the field and it's actually cost us big from a from an operational standpoint i i'd much rather figure out they're no like that team member is not aligned and is not, is not not a good fit on the front end on the estimating side than on the operation side so as we're looking to add new team members we're looking to add them through the estimating side and then if they show that they have a lot of promise you know that they're they they can get the three quotes they know how to talk to the subcontractors they they can 
inspire people to to provide proposals for us and then that the, the proposals are fully vetted out and they it's a they they've included or encompassed the entire body of work right because we get these rfps right or, or scope of scopes of work and and we have to address all of the items now we can't we can't as a as a team mckenzie team we can't just submit pricing on 90 percent of the items and that's just not how it works the government comes to us with a scope of work and says price all of these items and we have to go ahead and price them right um so so that's how we're that, that's how we're working uh you know our our building out our team and 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 it was great, super grateful to have built out the team. And now we're just like, we got to get deep. Um, and it was an eye-opening experience once I went out with a, a bug and, and couldn't move. I couldn't move. I couldn't even look at my computer. And things were still getting executed on in the organization. And not just small things. These are like big projects. I mean, we, we submitted $8 million worth of projects last week uh, while I was out. And... You know, we, we were executing on all our current projects and, and things that were tangled up got untangled, you know? And like, that's when you know you got a t you got team members that, that, that you can go someplace with, right? Is like, you know, cause I've had team members where things would be tangled and then they would just tangle it more. Like, I don't, we don't need that type of team member, right? We need a t the team member that's gonna see there's things that are tangled and then untangle them, right? And, and though that's like, though that's, that is a highly valuable skill in the organization. Untanglers, right? I don't need people tangling more stuff. We already, we already have a lot of tangling that happens. Just, just the nature of the customer that we deal with, right? So it's all about getting the team aligned. It's all about building the team first, right? And then once you build the team, you got to get them aligned. They have to understand clearly what work product needs to be done. And it's always best to have them executing on things that you already know are going to get results. Why? Because now they get confidence and your confidence now explodes because now someone else is doing something that you knew worked, but they're duplicating it and they're focusing all of their attention on it. Instead of like what, what was happening for me is like I 10% on estimating 10% on or 20% on operations and 10, 20% on finance and in the 20% on hiring. It's like you're spread way too thin. Whereas if you focus and build that starting five and, and you start with, I always like starting with the flow. Like I want I want my estimating team built out first, right? And then once we get the flow, like I can handle the, the operation side for right now. But as soon as we start getting too much flow and like, you know, waking up at four o'clock in the morning and we're doing the double nights and all that stuff is just too much. We're, 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 high, we're looking, we're, we got our fishing rods in, in, in the water looking for hiring team members for the operation side. But the operation side is is a, is an interesting skill set, and you and you need to have people that are that that will dig in and, and have a good understanding and have gotten results in in the past. Because operation side, I mean, like I said, you can go from making three hundred grand to losing five hundred grand, and it happens like that, you know. And, and and the wasted energy trying to save the company to only lose five hundred grand is just is what it, it was an, something that happened to us, and it was a complete waste of time. So, as you continue to build your legacy, you gotta build your team. And the reason you gotta build your team is because if something happens to you, so if you go down for a period of time, who's got your back? My team's got my back, right? 
my team's got my back. And another thing that we're really looking looking into is uh, I was talking with my bonding company, and they said, and they they actually were the ones that kind of brought this up to my attention maybe a month ago, and they're like, hey Oliver, and you know you think about this stuff, but like, do you really think about this stuff? She's like, hey Oliver, you know what happens to the business if you fa- if you pass away? And like, you know, I'm I'm 36 years old. Like, I, I don't plan on dying tomorrow. Like, I I, I want to be here. But it's like it's true. It's like what happens to the business? I need to ask my team. Like, hey, are you guys want to keep rolling with this thing if if I'm not here anymore, right? And I did ask them. I asked some of the, my team members because like now I'm starting to. I've I've had people on the team that have been pouring in and, and, and they're high performers and and they've been doing whatever it takes. And it's like, yeah. I, and a, and after you know acquiring that flooring business and having partners with that, I love having partners because I I see the level of engagement you get when you do have a partner. So I asked my, I started asking some of my team members, you guys want to roll with McKinsey and keep it moving forward if something happens to me? And they're like, you know, honestly, I never even thought about that. You know, I never thought about McKinsey and you, and you not being synonymously together. But I want to, I want to keep rolling. I want to keep moving it forward. I want to keep building what we're building. So it's, it, it was, it was, it's, it's, it sets it up for like, yes, you got to have a team. And then like, how do you get that team so bought in? And, 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 and so they're not just team members, they're partners. Cause I'd rather have partners any day than team members. Cause partners will put the blood, sweat and tears in the thing and, and are, are committed. And, and oftentimes we'll, you know, there's been times where some of my partners, you know, they've, they've, they've put in way more energy than they were compensated for. And they will be compensated on a, on the back end, but in the front end, they weren't compensated for it. And I, I, lo- I love that because I, at the end of the day, I'm looking to build something big. Like, and I know something big isn't gonna just happen through just like paying people transactionally and like, hey, you, you, I'm gonna pay you this and you're gonna come in, you're gonna add value equal to or greater than. And then like, it just, just the whole, you know, equal to or greater than what you're compensated for. like. I, I want people that are putting all in, you know what I mean? Like, cause I know what all in creates. I, I've been a product of putting all in, right? I went from being laid off from my first construction job and they gave up on me to going all in on myself and just doubling down and growing and making whatever happened, happen. And, and now look what we have. Now we have a full built out team that can execute even without me. And we're gonna continue that and, and that is the exact way that you, you can leave a legacy, is having a team that's executing on, on, on best practices that, that can get results and then they keep duplicating and duplicating and duplicating it until we hit 100 million. Then we, once we hit 100 million, then now we're gonna have the confidence to go get a billion. But we gotta hit that 100 million first, right? So let's roll, continue to build your legacy.